Hi, this is Jeff, and this is episode 10 of Subarachnoid Survivor. Uh, the last time I did this was a couple of months ago, and at the time I recorded episode 9, thinking that as I wrote up on it, that this would be the last of the episodes. It turns out, however, that there's more I wanted to share, more I wanted to capture. So episode 9 really wasn't, as I indicated, the final episode. Um, and I don't know whether this episode, episode 10, will be the final one or not. Turns out there are still more things that I'm experiencing, still more things I want to share, and, and still things happening to me that I, I think, for me at least, merit being put out there for anyone else that might go through this or people who know me and want to know what my experiences are like. I would offer that the first thing that's happened has been a couple of more milestones. Uh, today is December 31st of 2018. It's going to be New Year's Eve soon. Looking forward to spending that with some dear friends and I've got an awful lot to celebrate because by all intents and purposes I shouldn't be here. Um, end of August I might well have died but the fact is I am here and I'm well on the road to recovery and for that I'm immensely grateful but it's left me with some lingering things not the least of which is fear every time I get a headache every time I forget something every time I have a harder time doing something that I would have before my injury I worry that things are either A, never going to get better, or B, particularly when I get a headache, which I never used to before, I worry that, oh my gosh, is that the onset of another new injury? And the fact is, the pain's not the same. And our doctor, my doctor, has said that, you know, some headaches are going to be part of the healing process. But you know what? It doesn't diminish my immediate visceral fear. Some of the other things are also subtle. As I was driving the car today, I was running an errand and I ran my finger across the back of one of my fingernails. And across the back of each of my fingernails is a little ridge, a little divot, if you will, where the nail has grown out over the last four months and there's this little groove. And I think, I haven't asked any medical professionals, that that's also from my injury. And I think it represents what my body went through while I was in the intensive care unit, where I was throwing up and not eating and struggling to stay alive. And my body first ate all my fat reserves and then started eating my muscle. And I think in my weakened state, it damaged the nail. That's not a big deal, but it's an interesting and very subtle reminder of what my body went through and in many ways that's the truth about my injuries that persist is that they're subtle by and large and some of them persist to increasingly smaller degrees so they decrease with time but I'm not the same as I was even just four months ago. I don't want you to misunderstand. I'm really grateful. Uh, we celebrated Hanukkah earlier in December. We celebrated Christmas just a few short days ago. And now we're looking at, you know, the four-month anniversary just passed. We're looking into a whole new year. I am not, by the way, eager to say goodbye to 2018. Some people, you know, they have a tough time and they, oh, I can't wait to see the tail end of that year. You know what? 2018 actually was really good to me because 
as I said a moment ago, by all intents and purposes, I shouldn't be here. So the fact that I'm looking to be with my family and friends for 2019 and potentially years beyond that, that's amazing. And I'm really grateful for that. So as I look into 2019, I think about the fact that I'm still not as energized. I'm still more emotional, often for good cause. Happy stories tend to make me well up and cry more readily than they ever would have before. But I'm also reminded of some of the ironic things that, uh, you know, kind of put a smile on my face, but also also make me think of my injury. In this case, uh, one of the stories is about my sweet tooth. Uh, Pam, my, my girlfriend, says that my brain and, you know, one's brain really likes sugar, refined sugars, because that's the easiest energy for your brain to use and to grow with. Well, I've had a sweet tooth now that I never had <laughs> before. And even when I got, uh, you know, sort of conscious again in the hospital, I was seeking all sorts of sweet beverages, limonada, that uh, sweet sort of lemonade. I drank it by the, by the can regularly. Um, I also wanted like Dr. Pepper Pop. I haven't wanted Dr. Pepper Pop in years, but I really wanted sweet stuff. And my, my tastes even changed. I, I got to my parents' place for some recovery coming out of the hospital. And uh, um, I, Pam was going out. She said, do you want some lunch? And I said, yeah, I, I really want some meatloaf. And she said, I'm not going to make you meatloaf. But I was like, I really craved something sort of meaty and savory and rich. And, and I said, okay, I want a, a Big Mac. And she looked at me and turned and, and her jaw dropped. Because in the eight plus years we've been together, I have never remotely expressed any interest in anything like McDonald's. But sure enough, uh, <laughs> I wanted a Big Mac. Um, and then as she was, just as she was getting ready to leave, I said, no, no, wait, 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 make that a quarter pounder because it's more like meatloaf. So in any case, yeah, lots of odd taste changes. Um, and even to this day, I still have a bit more of a sweet tooth than I ever had before. The other thing that I'm reminded of is, is gratitude. And I think I've expressed in earlier podcasts about how grateful I am for that. But the part that's become clear as I've furthered my healing is the breadth of those things. I'm a really lucky guy. And there's a guy I work with at work who said and arranged for prayers to be said on my behalf at the synagogue where he's very involved. I have the, the woman who comes into our house and, and does such an amazing job cleaning it every two weeks. She's deeply devout in her Christian faith. And she put me on some kind of phone-in prayer list. And I guess thousands of her fellow worshipers had my name on their lips as they were saying prayers while I was ill. Um, my parents know all sorts of people in Nepal who were sending me their blessings. All denominations right around the world. I am an unbelievably fortunate and grateful, grateful man. The other thing that I would mention is the story of sort of good fortune that we couldn't have planned on. And I don't recall if I've shared this, but even if I haven't, it bears repeating. My girlfriend, Pam, has been looking for work for the last many months. And it's the last stage of what's been a long and, and difficult road over the last couple of years as she's dealt with some stuff. And several of the jobs that she's applied for have really seemed like they would have been perfect for her. And she had one of those that was like 
the job description was written for her in early August of this year. And she didn't get it. But if she had, as difficult as it was to lose it, she would have been at work that week when I got sick, the Tuesday, because she would have come up with me on the Saturday. We would have hung out together until the Sunday, and then she would have had to go back to work. There's no way she would have gotten off work one or two weeks into just starting a new job. And that may well, that misfortune of Pam's, may well have saved my life. Because at the end of the day, she was there to recognize the symptoms and to encourage people to get the ambulance, but more importantly, to encourage me. Because if I had been there on my own and had just decided to rest my head, I suspect that I would have had a nap that I never would have woken up from. And without Pam there, that could have easily been my choice. So I'm immensely and eternally grateful to her for being there. And while I'm sad that she didn't get that great job, I'm kind of grateful that she didn't. <laughs> so uh, those kind of mixed feelings. And as the new year approaches, I have one final message. And that is to wish anyone listening, family, friends, just people who happen to stumble onto this episode, all the best for a happy and healthy 2019 and for many, many years yet to come. I hope that despite my fears, my, recover, my recovery continues to go well and that I'll be able to celebrate with you in the years to come. Thanks so much. Happy New Year.